0: Log Talk Radio Welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Voodoo River Tower, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at LuckyMojo.com. I'm your announcer, Clifford Love, Clifflow.com, in scenic, Teaneck, New Jersey, and in just a moment we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjureman of ConjuremanConsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week we'll be joined by a special guest, Reverend Art of FolkConjure.com, North Carolina, for our Oracle Special on Dowsing. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection, using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure or root work, as designed and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first let's catch up with our co host Catherine Ironwood and Man. Miss Cat,
1: Hi, Clifford. Well, um, things here are crazy. The weather report keeps telling me it's raining and it, the sun is shining. But when it tells me the sun is shining, it is raining. I think the weather is happening here in Forestville faster than the Chinese weather balloon can keep up with it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we've been working hard on um, all kinds of stuff. We have been working on a new web shopping interface, and um, it's not ready yet. But we're going to let you know. Lucky Mojo probably by next week, Lucky Mojo is going to have a, a different, a little bit of a different web interface involving the most popular products we have. The same old web interface will be there for all the products you ever dreamed of in your life, but it's going to take a while to get all of them into this other system. So that's the news from Forestville. Um, I know that we have a special announcement today about you, Clifford. So I want to start by saying, Clifford, you have been an absolutely wonderful stalwart announcer, and we are Both sad and happy to know you're taking a leave to go away and work on this uh, fabulous new convention you're planning, which is the Astrological Magic Convention. We've been talking about it. We've been talking about you getting your webpage set up. I believe the webpage is up. Tickets are now on sale. So I'm going to turn this over to you, Clifford, and I want you to tell me about the Astrological Magic Convention.
0: Well, it's the Astrological Magic Conference, not convention. So if people can uh, find that a little bit easier. Thank you. It's fine. Oh, All right. So the, web, the website's been launched. Um, it's astrologicalmagic.com slash conference. And the name of the event is the Astrological Magic Conference. It's a little generic, but it's designed to be easy to remember and easy to find online. The event will be uh, this uh, upcoming September 2nd and 3rd, which is Labor Day weekend. And it's happening happening at the Lexington Hotel Merit Autograph Collection in the Big Apple of New York City. The weather should be great at the end of the summer, and there's everything you could possibly want in the heart of my favorite city and the whole wide world. The hotel itself is a marvel because it provides luxury experience at affordable prices with an Art Deco jazz-themed style. It's a historical hotel, uh, which was the former home of Ella Fitzgerald and Marilyn Monroe and many other stars of music, film, and other media. There's a lot of history in between those walls and not a few ghosts as well. The event will often offer 16 lectures and at least 12 speakers over two days featuring some of the best researchers and investigators in the field of astrological magic today. This will be a historic event because there's never been an actual gathering of so many people who love this topic in one place before, especially with this high level of knowledge and experience. Right now, we have an early bird special where you can attend the entire conference for only $300, but get your tickets at this price because seats are limited and the price will go up sooner than you think. Demand will soar once the speakers are announced, and now's your chance to reserve your seat before they're gone. Because this will be a full-time job until the grand event itself, I'll be taking a hiatus from my announcer gig here uh, and be passing your microphone to Reverend Art and Reverend James, who I believe will do fantastic jobs. Please be kind to them. And Don't forget, I'll be back as soon as I can, probably after taking a long nap sometime in mid-September. (laughs)
1: Thank you. <laughs> well, <laughs> boy, that was speedy, almost worthy of Papa Newt and his speediest. <laughs> um, I really wish you well with this conference, and um, I'm looking forward to um, hearing more about it as it goes on. We're going to have you as a guest before the conference, and you're going to give us some more yep. of the details. And um, we, the, the um, URL is, say it again,
0: astrologicalmagic.com slash conference.
1: Okay. Um, you got that? Very exciting. <laughs> all right. Um, first of its
0: kind. Truly
2: exciting. The,
1: absolutely the first of its kind. And um, I'm looking forward to know who's going to be presenting. Now, just before you go, tell me a little bit about astrological magic, because we all know about astrological divination. We've talked about it on the Oracle Hour. But what is astrological magic?
0: Well, astrological magic is, practically all forms of magic have an astrological element, even Wicca using lunar phases. But when we talk about astrological magic today, we mostly mean um, a form of magic which uh, basically evolved um, in the Middle East around 1000 AD as far as we can tell. But probably it it has antecedents a couple of hundred years before. Um, It was exported to, uh, to Europe and there it flourished. Uh, primarily through the work of Marsilio Ficino and Cornelius Agrippa, and a lot of Western hermeticism is based on the, the drips and drabs of what's left over from this system. It is very complex. Uh, John Michael Greer, um, a, a famed author on uh, Western esotericism, has described it as medieval rocket science. It's so complex, but it's also incredibly powerful and uh, has the reputation of being able to do things like cause flaming serpents to appear and buy your enemies and blow up cities and cause boats to fly through the air like airplanes. Now, nobody knows whether that actually ever happened, but our people who are experimenting with talismans of this sort today, and it's primarily a talismanic tradition, find that it does things that nothing else
1: quite can do. All right. Well, thank That's you. True. Thank you very much. Now, time for you to officially turn over the baton to Reverend Art. Here's so.
0: the, Here best the golden baton. <laughs> thank you, you so, so much,
3: Clifford, and I do wish you well. Thank
1: you. <laughs> all right.
3: I'm, I'm sure we'll be in contact over these, over these months. So all the best Definitely. to you. Yeah. All right. yeah. Good luck to all. See you soon.
1: All righty. Bye-bye, Clifford. Right. Take <laughs> you can care. hang around in the chat room if you want, but he's got work <laughs> to do. He's really busy in trying to get this thing together. I know what it's like to put on a, a, a program like this, a festival, a conference, or a convention. It's a lot of work. So Reverend Art, our new announcer, how are things with you today?
3: Oh, things are going quite well down here at Folk Conjure in North Carolina. You know, I'm actually really excited because next week we are going to be debuting my new radio show on the Lucky Mojo Network, Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places. The Facebook page is out there. The Instagram page is out there. You can find us online at mysticsmages.com. There's links to the social media from there a lot of great stuff coming up. I'm so excited um to just really to be getting this off and running uh, for 2023.
1: Yeah, you can you can um see um it on Facebook. You can see it on Instagram and you can also see it at the Lucky Mojo forum. And so this is going to be a really cool show and I have a sneaking suspicion art that you're going to have Clifford as a guest on your show too, right?
3: Oh, that may be coming up soon. Maybe very, very <laughs> soon.
1: <laughs> All right. right. Yes, yeah, Clifford well, will definitely we're...
3: be joining us at some point too. In over the next few months.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be a cool show. Interviews with um, sorcerers, um, tours of sacred spaces, lots of good stuff. It's going to be a nice show. All right. Now. Hi, Man. <laughs> we kind of blew right past Hello. you. How are you doing?
2: <laughs> I'm doing well.
1: Okay. Was that it? Can we go to the divination?
2: No, yeah. <laughs> I'm. You know, we we're going kind to of truncate okay. our introduction since it's a little bit of a weird day.
1: Yeah. Well, this is unusual. So uh, today, Reverend James, this is becoming like uh, crazy out here. Um, Reverend James, uh, who. For those who haven't figured it out yet is Reverend Art's husband. They are both going to be announcing the show, they're going to alternate. And today, mm. uh Reverend James is our guest. So um and they have folk faith ministries and um down in North Carolina and uh Folk Conjure. So yeah, this, so this is sort of like an all in the family show. Uh so we're gonna bring in Reverend James and we're gonna talk about um dowsing so hello Reverend James hello one more clown (laughs) out of the car (laughs) like this is like um, we're all smashed into a little phone booth together here Um, yeah did you ever do that when you were young try to see how many people you could get inside a phone booth they don't even have phone booths anymore but y'all probably have seen them on old television shows or movies um i I believe at one point the record was like thirty two people um, yeah wow. so we're all in this we're all smashed together in a little phone booth, or maybe we're just all smashed together in a little um conjure box <laughs> so i'm gonna as usual, I'm going to talk about the topic before we actually get to it, and I'm gonna have Nagashiva po she've posted 32 question mark. Yeah, some of them were crouched down like in little, you know, balls at the bottom. It was pretty good. They they it was like MIT students or something. They'd figured out the most efficient way to pack humans. Um Must anyway, right. Um the brain that never forgets anything, you know. Make it pieces of it a little off, but that's my memory. I remember the photo. Um so we're going to talk about dowsing, and I'm going to ask um, Nagashiva, oh, he's already starting. Good. Dowsing reference starting here. So we've done a bunch of shows on dowsing before, and we also have some uh, web pages on it. So we want you to see these. These will be in the chat. The dowsing and doodlebugging page at AIR, the uh, URL is in the chat, and the uh, the divination Page at uh, Pendulum Divination, rather, at AIR. That's in the chat. Mm -hmm. And the Dowsing Bibliography at Yippee. Now, if you can't follow this in the chat later on, um, you can go to the Lucky Mojo forum and to the Divination and Dowsing Questions and Answers area, and all of these URLs are there in one post, which maybe he'll put the URL for that post. Now, he's also going to give us all of the previous shows we've had on this topic, which is pretty cool because we've covered it a lot and everyone's attitudes and and, uh, techniques are different. So we have had shows on doodlebugging, we've had shows on pendulum dowsing, we've had shows on hand dowsing which um, under the uh, form of applied kinesiology or kinesiology, whichever you choose. And so the Professor Porterfield did a lot on uh, dowsing and doodlebugging, um, both on the Lucky Mojo Who do Root Work Hour and on the Now You Know show. Really good shows, real worthwhile looking back at, um, and he did a show on pendulums as well. We had um, Stuart Palm. On, we had Susan Diamond on on the potent pendulum and that was more on using a pendulum in methods of work rather than only dowsing the, the, using the pendulum to accomplish something and then Stuart Palm did two shows on pendulums and pendulum reading um, back in uh, 2019 and 2021 and then Miss Miranda was on the Oracle Hour on Applied Kinesiology which is a form of dowsing although it's a different name so, um, and Miranda is going to be on our show next week, <laughs> so that's really cool. So we want you to have those links, and you can, uh, there's hours worth of listening and a lot of reading. And now I'm going to turn this over to Reverend James, and he's going to take us into his take on dowsing. So take it away, Reverend James.
4: Thank you, Ms. Kat. <clears throat> um, well, really, where my um start with dowsing um is kind of where i'm uh ends with where i'm at now um where i live currently in the mountains of north carolina um is where my great grandparents used to live when they were alive and um i used to come up here all the time in the summertime and would spend the time with them and they would teach me you know all kinds of various things that we do um here in the mountains like um you know, searching for red root and searching for ginseng and um, things like that. And um, one day, I was out in the front yard with my pawpaw, and that's what we called my great-grandfather, um, and he was uh, showing me the, the different uh, ways that the water worked on the property. At that time, we also had a, one of those old-timey hand pumps Um, that you'd have to pump to get the water to come up and then to come out. And uh, when he was showing me how all of this water worked, because I was very young, you know, he was trying to educate me, um, he ended up teaching me how to use um, L-rods for dowsing. And L-rods are, um, at least the way I was introduced to them, was um, basically you, you go inside, you get a metal hanger, and you cut it to where... You have two short ends and two long ends whenever you bend it to make a little L shape. And uh, I know things have kind of come a, a little bit further than uh, uh, the way it was introduced to me, but it was just the, the wires. Um, so I had to hold the the, the actual wire to, to do the, the dowsing. And he would walk me through the, the yard and... Uh, At different times you know he would say focus on the where where is the water try to try to focus on the the thought of water and then he'd walk me through the yard and then at a certain point the you know I'm holding these these rods straight out in front of me so they're parallel and as I would walk they would start to bend inward in toward each other to create kind of like a V shape and he goes you see that right there you're getting close so then I'd walk a little further, and then suddenly they would cross. And he would say, that right there is a, the pipe that goes down to the leach bed. And I was like, oh, that is fascinating.
2: <laughs>
4: so then I would go through the whole yard, you know, I, I, and I'm, I'm looking for different different spots where, you know, it would get close, and, and then it would cross. And then I'd say, ooh, what's this? What's here? And he goes, oh, that's the, the, the you know, the, the main water main that comes in from the road. Oh, oh, that's the pipe that leads over to the hand pump. Um, and it, that, that's pretty much my, my intro to uh, the way I was introduced to dowsing. And uh, it, he, he gave me a little more beyond that, and that was, you know, um, he had some coins in his pocket. And he would he would say, okay, now I want you to find this coin, and he'd flip it. You know, he'd tell me to turn around and flip it. And then I'd have to go and try to find the coin with another coin that he gave me that was the same type. Um, so that would be what, what would be considered a sample or, or, or um, uh, I think there's another word for it. I'm not, it's not coming to my brain right now.
1: A witness um, sample, people call them.
4: Witness sample. thank you, Ms. Katz, mm-hmm. um, to, 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 to help guide you to what you were, you were trying to find, um, to, like an energetic vibration so that you could uh, kind of match it um and that that was my intro to to dowsing
1: (laughs) well i'm gonna i'm gonna say something The the method of learning to douse with l rods over um metal pipes Mm. or clay pipes of water is so traditional everywhere everywhere there are such pipes and when people go to dowsing conventions to learn how to use l rods it's very common to take um garden hoses cap them off and um you know, close off the, the, the hose end of it, and fill them with water, and lay them on the ground, and then have people douse the hoses filled with water. And it's, there, it's very fun. You can watch a whole group of, like, 6-, 7-, and 8-year-old kids with little coat hanger wire L-rods, right, in their hands. <laughs> and we used to put handles on ours. We would take toilet paper rolls, and you'd cut it and then fold it up, you know, r- roll it around nice and tight, not so it wasn't as wide as a toilet paper roll when you're using it, but just roll it up, and it was just the right uh, size for your hand, and you just tape that up, and then that the, the rod swings in that toilet paper roll holder. Some people use a wooden handles, but you don't need any of those. Anyway, it's so fun, you get a whole bunch of kids all lined up. There's a hose. They all are blindfolded, and you just watch them, and they're all walking toward the hose, and all of their dowsing rods <laughs> converge. It's really strange. And then you say, stop, 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 open your eyes, and there they are. And there's the hose, and they've crossed their rods right over the hose. And it's it's one of those things that proves one of the old adages of dowsing, which is that children often make better seers and dowsers than adults because they have no reason yep. not to yep. do it. You tell a four-year-old right. kid you can douse and they can do it. You know no one has to tell pigeons how to find their home and no one has to tell butterflies how to find their home no one Mm -hmm. has to tell people how to douse you have to unlearn them from thinking dowsing is superstition but if you didn't teach them that it was superstition they can do it so that's that's wonderful um so uh, california it was one of the
4: very few times that the words water witching would come out of my great-grandparents' mouth because they were very devout Christians. So that was the only type of okay witchery.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Your sister said, paper straw instead of toilet paper roll. Okay. And um, I, Patricia, said, my father doused as a boy and ended up working for a major water company when we were children. It was really cool watching him douse. This is uh, uh, something that is so much a part of humanity that... Even all the attempts to uh, deny that it exists cannot remove it from human experience. And, of mm-hmm. course, just stay tuned. Eventually there will be that article in Neuroscience News or Science Magazine <laughs> that will tell you why it actually works. <laughs> but they haven't come up with that yet. So right now we have a few theories. Electromagnetic theory is the most popular, but there's also the spirit theory, that a spirit or God or divinity tells you what to do. However, if you go back in time, you'll find that calling upon a a divine spirit to Tao is not that common. If you go back, it's just like, just hold these in your hand and walk forward and this will happen. So I'm a great believer in the electromagnetic theory because if it required asking, can I dows, may I dows, shall I dows, <laughs> like um, some of the people in the American Society of Dowsers currently recommend, it would never have become something that everyone is doing on every farm in America, or Europe, or the Middle East. So um, this is a this is a wonderful way to introduce the topic, the naturalness of dowsing. Mm-hmm. So Concern, yeah, I think um that's... what... Yeah, you jump in and tell us a little bit about your experiences.
2: Yeah, I was going to mention that uh, in the Oracle Hour, one of the things that we've constantly done is examine the different types of divination, and we've looked at divination and classified them in a variety of ways. We've talked about divination that requires sort of intuitive ability versus divination that has analytic qualities, right? So scrying versus astrology. We've talked about divination that is elite versus accessible, right? We've talked about, I and mean, again, you could take astrology versus bibliomancy. elite versus accessible. Dowsing is in sort of unique category in that, one, it is accessible, it is, two, highly popular, and three, it is one of the divination systems that is often viewed as not divination, by which we mean ordinary people don't classify it as a form of magic or something supernatural, but rather as a natural phenomenon dowsing is the ability whether to detect oil or water or hidden objects are rarely treated though not always some people link it to psychic phenomena some people call talk about having the gift for dowsing but it is often associated with natural phenomena which makes it unique from a lot of the other divination practices, you're not going to find a medium talking about sort of oh it's just the electromagnetic energy in my hands or, or me you know aligning up with the electromagnetic energy of the earth. Instead, you're going to be talking about things like spirits and whatnot. It's also another one of those divinations that may have likely been a lot older than we realize. We have evidence of it going back pretty far. Even as it has become classically associated with sort of Western Europe, Northern Europe, and the United States, we have some evidence that it going pretty far back, even in a late antiquity and in the ancient Near East. Um, I've, I've done dowsing quite a bit. I do it for clients, and I do it in a couple of different ways. Uh, I do use the L-Rods. I have used them in the past. Uh, I have uh, certainly, you can even get special L-rods that sort of swirl at the end. Have you ever seen those, Miss Cat, where they sort of, they have a little uh, twist at the end, they, They're a little bit of a spiral at the tip of yes. them, and the spirals sort of come together. It gives us just a little bit of a weight. It's really, really beautiful. I've had, I have one of those. I've doused with a pendulum before. I've doused out in nature, and I've doused on a map. They're really phenomenal for doing. of Two different things. One, locating something in nature. That can be water. It can also be used for oil. I know some clients, for example, have used it for the mining of oil or for the drilling of oil, finding oil, but also precious metals, etc. And second, it's often used to find lost objects things that are hidden. It is not uncommon, for example, to reach out to a local if you're in a rural part in America and someone gets lost or cattle gets lost or some or your dog gets lost, you might reach out to the local dowser. And that's one way that they make a profession is just finding lost things, lost people, lost objects. They can douse on a map, they can douse and whatnot. There's actually some a couple high profile cases in the United States of dowsers finding um, sounds grim, but finding bodies, right, so they're bodies of people mm-hmm. that have been missing for a while. And it's dowsers that, that generally come across them and are unable to find them. And missing objects, I remember a few years back, I actually had to douse for uh, a company had misplaced something very, very, uh, we'll say, potentially catastrophic, um, and I had to douse where it was uh, where the location was, and in in it, it was 100% on point. Um, and we were successful in that instance. So it's a very cool form of divination. I was always told, and I was told to say a prayer. So I know that you mentioned that some people um, douse just because they think it's the, the the electromagnetic in their hand. I was told to pray before you douse. And it wasn't a permission, it was just a matter of asking God. He goes, oh God, I'm looking for something that's been lost, lead me straight. And you just say a simple prayer before when whatever denomination or, or practice you have, and that helps to kind of tune you in to the practice of dowsing.
1: Yeah, this is. There, there's a lot here that you're bringing up, and I'm going to try to unpack a little bit of it. Um, uh, Reverend Art said uh, he uses brazing rods to make L rods, and those are nice because they have a little weight. And you mentioned mm-hmm. um, the, uh, the ones with the tip. Some of them have what's called a bobber. Now, a bobber is a single rod. Uh, it can be a straight rod with a tip on it, or it can be an L-rod. But a bobber is usually a onesie. And um, mm-hmm. it is possible to make L-rods out of two bobbers that are L-shaped. And so those work really well. Uh, the heavier the weight, the better they are for field dowsing where you might mm-hmm. have wind. If you want to use a pendulum for dowsing in the wind, it can be yeah. blown about. And uh, yep. Dr. Sweet said, I made the coat hanger l rod. L-rod type, but use the plastic barrel of pens for the handle. They move too fast. It is it is so loose. Yeah, there's many ways to make those handles, and um, I actually like the ones that are um, a fixed handle that I let turn in my hand. Having just the rod in my hand, I can't get a real control of it or grip mm-hmm. on it. But if you have just the kind that have a wooden handle and some people will have the wooden handle slightly rotate. I've talked before on one of these shows at least about the Cameron Aura meter. And you can find that if you go to the air page on Dowsing and Doodle Bugging. The Cameron Ora meter is a bobber, but it's an upside down bobber with coiled springs in it. And a weight, and it is so incredible. It's but you, it's so strange because you use it upside down rather than holding it upright, and it doesn't um, bob downward. It swings back and forth because it's sort of unbalanced, and it's very um, has a very limited balance point, and it'll tip one way or the other because of the weight and the spring, and it's used for what's called edge dowsing, and um, so um, I I really. Like the fact I mean you you say you pray, uh, mm-hmm. Conjure man, and um, I'm not saying that I'm against praying by the way mm-hmm. i'm I was speaking of um, what I call the difference between the current ASD, American society of Dowsers, um, mm-hmm. doctrinal hard line, evangelical hard line <laughs> that you must ask,, um, yeah. can I, may I, should I, and before you douse, and the other one is I use as an example, um, God please help me find the pony.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Right. Pretty different. I'm i in the God please help me find the pony. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. if you if you know, if you spent your time asking for permission to douse, the pony would be long gone. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's just me. I'm an old fashioned practical person nothing against the ASD I'm a lifetime member of the ASD so not try I'm just um, I'm speaking back to the hierarchy there there really are many ways to do this and one of my favorite ways is um uh, Louis method face north um, write down what you on a piece of paper on a little notebook he used uh, what you're looking for I am looking for water just write it down it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. uh, mind hand connection right Then drink a glass of water, a small one, take the rods, and go. So you've made a connection between your brain, your eyes, your hands, and even the sensation of drinking water. If you were looking for something that wasn't water, like gold, for instance, he might say, yes, like James was taught, hold a piece of gold in your hand. Or Mm -hmm. you could drink water anyway because uh, Mr. Matasha always said, you need to be well hydrated, to down. (laughs)
3: <laughs>
4: well you know with uh with gold or, or silver you could always um look into maybe if it, you know, depending on your health situation, uh, colloidal silver or colloidal gold, which is a mm-hmm. supplement to where you can actually take it into your body
1: to be able to douse with. Yeah. Now, you mm-hmm. notice that the mutation method has you facing north and um that should not be discounted either. This is on a on a search mission. Um, and the reason he wanted people to start off by facing north is he really felt that there was an electromagnetic um, understructure to dowsing. Mm-hmm. So you can face north, but they will begin to circle, right? And you're not just going to walk north only. You're going to circle outward and around until you start getting a, a, a feel for where, which direction to go in.
0: Mm-hmm. But he
1: felt that orienting to north was important as a neutral set point for dowsing, there are yeah. many he, many ways to do this i 'm going to give you one other one um, that um, Gordon McLean was a hand dowser he was also a a l rod and pendulum and everything else, but he talked about walking. The edge of a field, before you go into the field and just start wandering around the field with your dowsing rods like a guy with a metal detector, you want to walk the edge of the field if you can. And so he would just put his hand out at arm's length, palm down, and just walk along the edge of the field. And when he'd feel the dip, he'd mark it on his topographic map. And then he'd walk the right-angled edge of that, and he'd do it again. And that would give him the coordinates, you know, like B7 or whatever on the topo map. And then he'd go there and start dowsing. So um, edge dowsing or field dowsing, and um, and uh, Vern Cameron used the orometer, the Cameron Orimeter for that. Also, it's really good for edge dowsing. And you can cover a tremendous amount of ground that way without having to resort to the one remove, which is map dowsing. You can actually feel dows mm-hmm. if you do your coordinates.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was, you said something very important, that there's a variety of ways of doing it. And that's crucial to understand that dowsing, um, while it has a logic to it, and there has a rationale, a reasoning to why people do what they do with dowsing, is not as doctrinal, to use Ms. Katz's terms, as other forms of divination. There's not a stat like you have to do it this way or you're not a dowser. (laughs) You have to do it this way or you're wrong. Instead, what you'll find is a lot of cultural variation, a lot of regional variation, things that are unique to families. Some families do it a certain way. So there's an element of personalization when it comes to dowsing. For example, I knew a dowser that I met from North Carolina, and before dowsing, uh, he would always rub his hands down. The L-rods. And when I ask him, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm building up the static electricity. And to me, I'm like, that's, that's, what, what do you mean by that? But that's how he did it. He would always rub his hands first down on the L-Rod before actually using them. Um, and uh, to me, I'm like, wouldn't that interfere with the dowsing? Because technically you're making it static. But that's, he, that's how his grandfather taught him, and that's how he was going to do it. And so there's a variety of different ways and approaches, whether you use prayer, whether you don't use a prayer, whether you use a pendulum or you use L-Rod. Or you use even a stick. Using, there's plenty of evidence of people using natural materials like a, uh, a stick with a fork in it that can then be then used to douse when it jumps, right? So that's one way of dousing. So there's a variety of different approaches.
1: So let's bring in James on this because I know he comes from an Appalachian background, and I lived in mm. the Missouri Ozarks, and there was a lot of... Um, talk about forked sticks, which are more mm-hmm. formally referred to as y rods and as opposed to l rods. Um, did you have a belief back there in North Carolina on what kind of wood was best
4: so um, where we are here um, and what what my grandmother loved to to have planted around the the property were dogwoods, yeah hmm. uh, so we would use dogwood. Uh, branches
1: mm. wow and see, that's, what, know,
4: that's what he went to cut down in. and I think that may have a little bit of connection to with like you know the uh, Christ and, and the Christian bend sure. to, it to kind of make more okay to do
1: yes see now my European Jewish grandmother said it should be Hazelwood mm. and when I got to Missouri everybody said it should be Willow And um, in the Ozarks, and it went even further. If you had a septic system, and everybody in the Ozarks had a septic system, it should be um, willow from a tree that if you couldn't find a tree down by the river, you'd go to somebody else's septic system, and they'd always plant a willow down there because willows need so much water, but they look pretty, and you'd take a a little uh, Y-fork from them because it already knew water, you see?
4: Mm. Mhm. We I've heard I that as well, especially willow. My my great grandfather used to always say willow bends toward water. That's why you mm-hmm. always see it on the side of outside of creeks and rivers and such. So
3: mm-hmm. um
4: it had an affinity for it.
2: hmm
4: I was I've told you, you should always
2: find the rather than, than Yeah, you should find the stick rather than uh, break it off of a tree is what I was always told. You want to find it naturally occurring just somewhere as you're walking around. And by finding it, that means that that is your stick. that's what you use, or a Y-rod. You want to actually find it out there in nature when you're walking, and then you can use it.
1: Hmm. Now, a lot of uh, theory goes around the fact that the wood will call to water. And so back in the 1800s, there were a lot of um, well diggers who were also dowsers in England. And uh, they put out a book on this and um, tried to see whether a wooden Y-rod, because Y-rods were the predominant thing in um, most dowsing until the L-rods became popular in the 1960s and 70s. Um, They wanted to see if any kind of wood was better, and they found out that that when they went and interviewed older uh, rural Water witches in England. Many of them were using whalebone stays from corsets. No um, wood at all. And of course, what was their reason? Well, a whale lives in the ocean.
2: Oh, interesting.
1: um, They would take, yeah, they would take the two whalebone stays, and then um, you know, which are slightly curved, and then you would uh, bind them together, you know, with. you know, uh, hide glue and thread, you know, and make them, make them bound together to make a wire a rod. And there was uh, even one guy who made them from really long uh, parasol uh, spines that were wailed on. All right. Wow. Okay, we covered a lot of ground, folks. We left you a lot of references. Um, now we're going to have some clients. So let's take it away, Reverend Art.
3: Thank you, Ms. Kat, and Stay tuned to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Work Hour with your hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjure And this week's special guest, Reverend James, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. All our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the forum and you have not already done so, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press one to let us know you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code. And if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me know you're in the uh, queue. We'll read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. So our caller's name is Donna, calling from area code 805. Donna, are you here?
1: I'm here. Thank you. I'm enjoying the show. It's very interesting. You're also knowledgeable. Welcome,
3: Donna. Well, Donna writes, It's been a long time since I've been in a relationship, about 13 years. I haven't met that special person, and I want to find companionship and love in my life. I'd like readings and root work advice on my situation. Have you had a reading on this previous, Donna? No. All right. Thank you very much, and we'll turn it over to you, Ms. Kat.
1: All right. Well, um, I'm going to say today I'm going to turn over the first reading. Well, I'm supposed to do the first reading. Never mind. I'll do it. (laughs) It's okay. I don't have um, uh, my trusty L rods or Y rods here. I'm going to use a pendulum. So I'm going to talk to you just real quick about how a pendulum works for dowsing. You can do it over a pendulum board or chart, or you can just do it by the directions. I'm going by the directions, and I'm facing north. Um, and I have um, a way of getting many answers out of what seems to be a yes-no thing. I When the pendulum goes from my... Uh, body forward like an open road that's my yes when it goes from left to right across me blocked roads that's my no when it goes clockwise that's my maybe when it goes counterclockwise it means I don't know that's the wrong question okay so um, we're going to do some reading here when you say it's been a long time since you've been in a relationship first of all what sign of the zodiac are you Donna I'm a Taurus Oh, that's bad for a Taurus to <laughs> not have love. You need love. April 22nd, love. Yes. Okay. So you're but you're on the Aries side of Taurus as opposed to the Gemini side of Taurus. 1, one day away middle. from the cusp. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. So you're a little cuspy. All right. And um I'm going to I'm going to um ask you say a long time since you've been in a relationship. Uh are we talking months or years here? Years. Years. Okay. Many years. All right. yeah. All right, so I'm using um, my sparkly uh, blue glass, midnight glass pendulum, which I love so much. No, I'm switching. Uh, it said no. I'm going to use my unikite, which is green and coral pink and is definitely a Torian <laughs> um, pendulum, and it's a, little, a thing I hold it by. It's in the shape of a heart. Much more appropriate. All right, so I'm going to ask, will Donna be able to find love at all? And I'm getting a yes. Now I count my yeses as still small, you know, little, medium, big, and I'm getting a, a big one. It's not the biggest. It's like a long, uh, oh, several inches up and down. So yes, you will be able to find love. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next, oh, no. next, uh, next uh, question. Because I'm just going to keep on diving down into this. Thank you. Um, uh, will the love be someone she has known in the past? getting a little no not a big no oh it's getting a little medium so not don't go back looking for that x that's not the way to go no he passed yeah yeah oh all right all right well there we go next next question is um will donna need magic or to find this love and i'm getting a maybe maybe in other words magic won't won't hurt, magic will help, but it's not essential that you must do magic to find this. We can find you some good magical work. So the next thing is, will Donna be able to use social means, you know, going out and joining groups or whatever, uh, to find love? And that gets a nice big yes. So magic alone will not do it. It will have to be a combination of social groups with magic, magic will help but it's not the core part of this okay next question I have is will this person whom Donna finds have been also been alone for a while hmm I'm getting a counterclockwise circle wrong question ignore that one not a good question don't even ask okay whether they've been alone for a while or not is irrelevant Will they be located near to Donna? I'm getting a, it's what's called a still pendulum, dead pendulum. Nothing. It's saying that's probably not a good question either. I'm going to ask the opposite question though. Will they be located far away? And I'm getting a little yes. So they're not going to be real close to you. But distance isn't important as far as this pendulum is concerned. It's just saying you can, you're, you know, doing okay. Uh, to look close by and look a little more distant. Now I'm going to ask uh, some more precise questions. Um, Will this person be a fire sign? No, not a fire sign, not at all. Will this person be an air sign? I'm getting a nice maybe could be an air sign could it be a with some air like air ascendant or something like that air moon will this person be an earth sign getting a little yes will this person be a water sign getting a maybe so an earth sign would be the best for you you are an earth sign you might want to be looking for a Capricorn or a Virgo. You might lo- want to look for someone with some air, like a moon and an air sign, or an air sign rising. And that's what I I have there. Now, I'm going to go to the next question. I'm, this is just how, when you read with a pendulum, you go through questions very quickly. Oh, this it's wonderful. Much, yeah. much I'm It's much quicker that. than a, a tarot reading, where I have to lay out all these cards and read them. So, I'm now, because I got this idea that it would be an earth sign, I'm actually going to pull out of my tarot deck the king of pendulums. <laughs> the king of pendulums. Oh, I hope you all after that. The king of pentacles. <laughs> I love the idea. The king of pendulums. So the king of pendulums is going to represent for me this person who you might find. And I'm let me, before I go too far with that, is the person you're looking for a male or a female? Male. Male, okay, good. I'm just checking, you know, just want to make sure I'm not um, going off in the wrong tangent there. All right, so I've got my um, king of pentacles sitting out here, and he's a a nice-looking man, always made an impression on me when I was looking for a mate. And um, so I'm going to ask here, um, are you single now? King of pentacles, are you single now? No, I'm asking him. Oh, oh, okay. See, I got his I got his tarot card. I'm not using your card. Oh, I'm using his yeah, card. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
4: Okay, oh, okay, I'm
1: asking him, the King of Pentacles, are you single now? And I'm getting a big, yes. Now, that was yes. interesting. This is the big, biggest thing I've had so far, big swing, swinging all the way from the top of the tarot card to the bottom. And I'm going to ask, are you um, looking for love right now? Ooh, and I'm getting a Maybe. So this person is a little bit um, shy. They're not coming out of the woodwork right away. They're not looking. In other words, I'm going to ask, are you looking on a dating site? Nope, not looking on a dating mm. site. Um, are you looking through uh, shared interests in something in life, whether it's, you know, uh, socio-political, craft-oriented, music-oriented? Are you looking... In those places I'm getting a a yes this person's a bit discouraged they're discouraged because it's been a while and they're single and so but it does say the social place would be the best place to look all right Mm. that's my reading for now I'm going to turn it over to James and he's going to give you a reading thank you thank you very much
4: Wow Miss Kat you went you you covered a lot there Um, Hi. all right so hi Donna uh, Donna, right?
3: Yes, Reverend James.
4: All right. So I'm going to be using a pendulum as well. I've got a uh, little uh, tree of life pendulum, and it has a pretty little faceted um, tiger's eye uh, gemstone in it. It's, uh, tiger's eye is one of my favorites. I always like the, the shimmeriness and the brown color. It um, makes me feel grounded. Um, so I'm going to ask, uh, since Ms Cat covered so much i want I want to ask a little bit more specific questions about where you might be able to find this person so I'm mm-hmm. gonna ask um, and and uh, the way that I work with my pendulum is very similar to miss Cat except for there's a few things that are a little bit opposite um, where her left to right is a no for her that is a no uh, I mean a uh, well no it's the same because hers is left to right is no uh, up up and down is is yes. Um and the reason for that for me is because open road
1: versus closed road yeah mm-hmm.
4: for me for me it's a lot of uh, thinking about uh the nodding or shaking of a head so shaking of a head left to right no up and down nodding yes um so what i'm going to ask is 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 this will, will you meet this person at um maybe like a, a bar and i'm getting a no uh it's a fairly strong no
3: yeah, I don't go to bars um,
4: either. I, I, I was bars. just about to say. I was just about to yeah. ask you, do you do you go out and drink? That's probably not. <laughs> it's fairly strong can there. Could
1: um, you please ask so, if it'll go into marriage later? If it'll be a marriage?
4: Okay. Um, will the man that Miss Kat sees um, that is coming forth want to marry Donna? I'm getting another strong no, unfortunately. Um, but okay. that, that we that that we did ask a very broad question, so let's let's um, hammer that down a little more. Um, are, is it because of um, Donna that they may not get married? And I'm getting another strong no. So um, is it is it the other man? Yes, a very strong yes. Um, okay. Is this due to his past relationship experiences as Ms. Kat had had um, mentioned? Yes. So he's been very hurt in past relationships and he's he's very um crab like or, or um, you know, pulls into his shell whenever he, he feels like he's he's um being pressured into things. So Let's ask, is is it possible for things to change that it could be a marriage? And I'm getting another no. This may just be a a learning experience for you um, and for him as well. Um, And as I'm saying that, the the pendulum is changing. It's going to a yes. um, So that's confirming that. Uh, What I'd like to ask next is, is this an opening to maybe uh, him introducing her to someone that is more long-term? And I'm getting another strong yes, a lot stronger than other ones. So I believe this is a stepping stone for both of you, um, mm-hmm. and that while you may not uh, uh, be with this person on a you know committed relationship for a long time, You may be more, uh, you know, social with this person going out and doing other things, and you may be open to meeting new people, and then that will open you to other avenues of people to meet um, where you'll meet someone else. Um, Is this other person that that they will meet, that she will meet, are they close to where she lives? And I'm... Getting um, maybe so this may be somebody that will come into um, your your circle of friends. Maybe from outside, somebody that comes in uh, that moves in uh, after you be, you you start this new relationship. Maybe someone will move into town and you'll you'll start going out and meeting them and, and hanging out with friends, and then this will be somebody that you'll grow closer to. Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, okay. So through him, maybe, you know, there'll be an, another person. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I can have my so friend will, this, will,
4: this will be a stepping stone. You're not going to be alone. Um, so you, you will have that companionship. It's just going to be something where you, you both are going to learn something from the relationship. And, it'll, it, and I, uh, let's, let's ask that as well. Will you end on good terms with this man? Um, because, of course, we don't want to back. And, and I'm getting a yes. Um, so it, it will be an amicable splitting. You guys will probably go through, um, a, you know, an, an adult chat <laughs> and come mm-hmm. to an agreement that it's probably the best for both of you to to uh, go separate ways. Will you remain friends? Um, I'm getting a no. Um, will you will they remain acquaintances? So this this may be somebody that you may go out and end up seeing like in social events and things, but it's not going to be somebody that you're going to be always be best friends with.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, interesting. Fine. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Wow. So this shows this shows the marriage person, and thank you for asking about the marriage. So this shows the marriage person is one step away from the person who you will have a temporary but pleasing relationship with. And um, mm-hmm. Reverend Art said, sometimes loving companionship is just as good. And I said, no, not to a Taurus. He gave me a big smiley face. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, but but um, it, this says, get out there and do something social. Now, let's turn this over to Conjure Man because he's going to give you some spell work to do. Oh, okay and uh, we're going
2: to see where that goes. Yeah, Thank I'm going to provide you with some some remedies here. Uh, I do want to say something. Um, being without love for a long time can sometimes indicate a spiritual condition of some sort, uh, and we didn't have the time to really go into that. I would recommend at some point getting in some type of astrological reading or natal horoscope just because we don't know what's going on there when you're when you're without love or money or health or whatever for a long period of time it can indicate something like a spiritual affliction an astrological problem Mm -hmm. it may not even be astrological it may be something entirely different but you want a deeper diagnosis than we can do here on the radio show we've provided you Mm -hmm. with some really good answers but you might Mm -hmm. include part of the remedy as a, a deeper investigation so here's what I'm going to do. With that in mind, we're going to start off with a love uncrossing bath. For people who have listened to the show, it's my go-to recipe with situations like this. I don't do it for every love matter, but only matters where it looks like someone has been without love for a long period of time, just in case there's a crossed condition. So what I want you to do is take some rue and violet leaves, brew this into a tea, then draw yourself a bath, add in that tea. Add in some milk and some honey, and I want you to go ahead and swirl that around, and then I want you to uh, get in it. If you can do this tomorrow, Monday, after 10 p.m., all the better. And okay. I say this because... If possible, uh, tomorrow the moon will be in a very positive lunar mansion for this particular working. If not, that's okay. It's just a, a further added element here that can really help things along. So start this at, if you can't do it this Monday, then at minimum do it on a Monday. By Friday, once you've let yourself soak, I want you to really just let go of every hesitation, doubt, fear, or anything that has held you from having happiness in your life. It can also be related to the fact that you mentioned you had an ex who who was passed. So there is an element of letting go, of healing. There may be an attachment thing going on. All of this is why I said there must be further investigation here. But this can begin to open that up. You can repeat this back as many times as you feel necessary. Every time you feel a little bit blocked in love, repeat it. But then I want you on Friday to write down what you want from a lover and make it a meaningful list. Place this underneath the saucer. Take a uh, pink candle and dress it with come-to-me oil. It's a great oil in this matter. Place it on top of that saucer and then ring it with honey. Clockwise, just pour a little ring of honey around it. Light the candle and by light of this, I want you to create a mojo hand. I like mojo workings for Tauruses. It's nice and earthy. Put this into the bag. I want you to include the following. Queen Elizabeth Root for power, catnip for allure, cinnamon to heat this up, rose petals for love, and lovage for passion. Breathe your prayer into this bag, uh, and then let, just by the light of this candle, hold it and pray, let the candle burn down. Once it's done, take the paper from underneath, touch the honey with your finger and dab it onto the paper, fold it up, put it into that mojo bag, nod it three times, Then, feed it a little bit of that come-to-me oil. Bury any of the leftover wax in the front yard. I highly recommend that you do this over the next few days. The ruler of your sign, Venus, is in Pisces right now, and it is exalted. This is the time for love magic.
1: Wow, okay, couple of questions, Conchman. You said do this on Monday after 10 p.m. What time zone?
2: Uh, Any time, though. I looked it up for the East Coast, uh, Central, and West. <laughs> and okay. I okay. covered all nice. my bases so Anytime,
1: NBN. So. <laughs> Okay. And the other question, real quick, is um, the list of ingredients was... Mm-mm.
2: Queen Elizabeth Chewy root, root catnip, catnip,
1: lovage, and...
2: Cinnamon and rose petals.
1: Cinnamon and rose petals. Okay, great. All right. All right. We're going to take our next caller, so... Art, your turn.
3: Thank you, Ms. Kat. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1-888-4-Hoodoo or visit com. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at CrystalsilenceLeague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to today's second client. Now we have Adrian calling in from area code 216. Adrian, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear Hi, Adrian. And Adrian writes, Hello. I have a situation where I have a court issue coming up soon, and I'm dealing with families who are possibly dangerous. I'd like to know if I will be safe during that, and how I can protect myself. Have you had a reading on this previous, Adrian? No. Okay. Well, with that, we will turn this over to Conjurman.
1: All right, and I'm going to ask Nagashiva to mute Adrian because we're getting a buzzing on the line, but Adrian will still be able to hear us.
2: Okay, good. Thank you. I was just going to say, I think I'm, I'm hearing things, but it's good that, that you confirmed that. Thank you, Adrian, for entrusting us with your, your situation. Um, like Ms. Cat, I will be using a pendulum to douse, but I have in front of me a spirit board, so I'm going to be using this spirit board. On it has my yes or no uh, like this cat for a pendulum, my yes or no, it goes back and forth uh, from, from me forward, me forward. And then no is across my body, so sideways. And then when it circles, um, clockwise, it's a maybe. When it circles counterclockwise, it is a, we do not know the answer. It's uncertain or something is hidden in this matter. I also have letters on the spirit board that can help spell things out and indicate to me. So we're getting a little bit of a pendulum, a little bit of down- housing. I also have a map pulled up just in case I need to look something up or locate something or it tells me where I need to go somewhere. So we'll have a little bit of a, of a, of a mixture here. So the first thing that I have is i going to add. Now, the pendulum that I'm using is an amethyst. It's a gorgeous amethyst that I purchased from Lucky Mojo made like almost four years ago. I have a bunch of these. I have one made out of onyx. I have a, an obsidian one. I have a really expensive, expensive one that is, is studded with emerald. I have a carnelian one, and I have this gorgeous amethyst, the amethyst I got from Lucky Mojo. So very fitting for this show that I'll be using that one. So I have it in my hand, and I'm dangling it. I'm going to, I've already asked if I can proceed with it, and then given me a very clear answer. I've also invoked my spirit of divination that will help to grant some insight here. The first question I'm going to ask, is there danger in this matter of the court? And it's starting to swing very clearly as yes. There is danger in this matter. Does this danger involve an element of betrayal? So I'm going to wait. Okay, now it's still. Does this matter of danger involve an element of betrayal? And it's swinging back and forth to a yes. And the reason I asked this is my spirit of divination showed me a vision of someone who's been bound. Okay? Has there been some type of work to undermine Adrian here. Yes. Some type of binding has been done here. Okay. Is this of a magical nature? Okay, it's spinning. And this is uncertain, meaning that the whatever it is is hidden from my sight or hidden from the sight of the pendulum at the moment. So you might consider doing further divinations on this by hiring some type of ongoing root worker or reader, but there is some indication of a binding. So if it's not magic, then it can be prayer that has been sent against you. It's not always. Not everyone is making doll babies, but in this case, it's uncertain whether they're making doll babies or they're praying. We just know that there is some active spiritual interference here that has bound you up and hurt your chances. Can Adrian break this? Very strong yes. Will this require her going to nature? Yes. So this type of working, and I'm signposting here for the brilliant Miss Cat, She'll know exactly what I'm talking about. This work will have to involve some form of outdoor component. I am going to see if I can get a letter for you. Can you show me the letter of the person who is most a threat to Adrian? Okay, it's either a C or a D. It's kind of in the middle between them. It's it's not giving me a clear if it's C or D. But C or D shows up very prominently here. That could be a title. It could be a name. It could be something. But C or D, be mindful of that. Okay. Now I'm going to say, has there been anything hidden on Adrian's property? No. No. So, very clear no. So, whatever this working is, it's been done from afar, and you will be able to break it, but it will require you having to go out in nature, whether this involves cleansing in nature, burying in nature, something that involves an outdoor component. There needs to be some element of breaking the power of these people, removing this these people's power, and then doing some type of protection work because there is danger and harm that is directed at you. And the letter C and D show up prominently as a threat to you. That's what I see here. We're going to turn this over to my colleagues. You're going to get one further reading and then some root work advice at the end.
1: Um, Conjureman, I have a question. I could not hear you very clearly. Was it C or D or E or D?
2: C as in cat, D as in dog. So it's right. It it didn't quite hit either letter. It was right in the middle of them. So that usually indicates that
1: it's both. All righty, got it. All right, uh, so we're going to turn this now over to James.
4: All right. <clears throat> Hello, Adrian. Um, Hello. I'm going to dig a little bit. I'm going to dig a little bit deeper into um, some of the questions that uh, conjurman asked, um, specifically about this this threat of this person. Is it um, so? Is this somebody that you know? Um, and I'm getting a yes. Um, Is this a male? Yes. So this is a a, a male person. Um, I also wanted to go into, as, as the pendulum's flowing down here, I wanted to ask, since you said that you're coming up on a court case, is the court case going to work in Adrian's favor? And I'm getting a yes. So um, whatever it is that you're you're going to court for, uh, it seems to be that you will you will end up in a more favorable position than the other person. Um, is is the danger that you're you're in um, uh, because? We, we you said that you felt unsafe we, we've kind of um come to the agreement that you're, you you there is a threat is it a um also a physical threat of harm and I'm getting a yes um so this this really uh it, and it's really swinging um so it's a very strong yes um so I would really look into um definitely putting on some, some uh, extra oomph with your protection um, whenever you, you go to do that working. Um, and maybe also, you know, speaking with whoever you um, are confiding in, if you, if you have a lawyer, maybe letting them know this danger that you feel and, and, and ways that they may be able to help um, you ameliorate that a bit. Um, will her uh, lawyer be helpful in protecting her? And I'm, I am getting a strong yes. So your, your, your lawyer um, or, or the person that is advocating for you will be of strong um, significance in helping to make sure that you're safe through this whole ordeal. Um, I, I want to also ask, um, I've got four um, tarot cards laid out here, um, each one of the aces of each of the, the suits, and I want to ask um, what... Style of working would be most beneficial to Adrienne in um, protecting herself. And I'm getting a strong pull to the Ace of Cups. So perhaps some type of bathing or anointing um, will be of, of great use to you in the long run uh, helping you feel protected, safe, and also providing that protective aura. Um, it's also now kind of going between the cups and the tentacles So you may also, Miss um, Cat, might also want to look into maybe a protective style mojo that that could go with an oil um, that you could work with. And. I think that's what we have, unless there's, there's any other questions that we may be able to hear
1: from you. Well, we're having a lot of trouble uh, hearing Adrian because of that weird right. buzz. So I'm afraid we're going to have to um, uh, go on. So um, I'm going to I'm going to take uh, under advisement the things that Conjureman read and the things that James read and. First of all, I'm going to recommend getting a few herbs. These are the kind of um, spiritual herbs that are used traditionally in African-American hoodoo. You can get them at any place that sells magical herbs like Bucky Mojo, but there are other places as well. And this is the list of herbs I'd like you to get. I'd like you to get court case root, and this is um, a little brown root, sometimes called um, brown ginger or little john to chew or low john or gal gal. I'd like you to get deer's tongue leaf. It's uh, sometimes called vanilla leaf, although it's not related to vanilla, but it smells a little bit like it. Um, it's to have good speech and speak well. Court case root, of course, is to win in court. I'd like to get agrimony because it was indicated that some magical work was done on you, and agrimony will undo magic that was done to you. I'd like you to get some nettle, which is for the same purpose. Um, It's nettle, but it's stinging nettle, but when it's dried, it does not sting you. But spiritually, it will kind of hit anybody who tries to attack you. And number five, I'd like you to get bay leaf. Okay, So bay leaf you can get at a grocery store. So when you have these five... um, uh, leaves, I want you to do two different things with them. I want you to divide them into two piles, more or less. And the court case root, if you get one root, you can just take a pair of scissors or a butcher knife and chop it up in pieces. Okay. So one pile of these herbs I want you to brew a tea with. And you just don't boil it. Just make a tea like you normally would. Just bring the water to a uh, near a boil, not quite a boil. Put the tea in and then let it sit. And let it sit for quite a while. You're going to make a nice brownish-greenish tea. And then I want you to um, draw a bath. If you don't have a bath and you must use a shower, that's okay. You can just dilute this tea with some water. And I want you to pour it over you. You can be in your bathtub if you want to. And I want you to pray Psalms number 35, and Psalms number 37, okay? And you can read them out of the Bible. You can recite them along with somebody saying them out loud on a um, podcast. doesn't matter. Psalms 35 and Psalms 37. And now... When you are done bathing, I want you to take some of that bath water. Don't let it all go down the drain. Take some of that bath water. And I want you to walk off of your own property or off of where you live. And even if you have to drive, I want you to go someplace where there is a tree. And I want you to take some of that water and I want you to circle around the tree and ask for that tree to carry your wishes and hopes to protect you and to carry your wishes and hopes uh, the way the trees do through the air. And if you want to, if you can, without getting caught on a security camera, you could also take some of that tea water and go to the four corners of the court building and or the block that it's on and just dribble a little at the four corners and say, what happens in this courthouse happens to benefit me. But if you can't do that, do it at a tree, or you can do both. Now, The next thing is you're going to have some of these herbs that you did not do that, not make the tea out of, and I want you to put those into a little mojo bag, a little square of red cloth or a little drawstring bag of red cloth, and just tie it up or um, pull the drawstrings on it, and I want you to carry that with you. When you go to see your lawyer, I want you to carry it with you. The bay leaf will protect you. The agrimonia nettle will send back any um, bad... Uh, spells that were put on, the deer's tongue will allow you to talk freely and convincingly, and the court case root will allow you to win in court. And if you want to, you can also take another court case root, boil it up in uh, sugar water to make it, like, it sweeten it a little bit, and uh, soften it. And you can chew on it. It's very hot, like ginger. You can add a little bit of the sugar water that you've um, boiled it in um, to some... Uh, Green tea and drink it, and it's very good for you. Just add a little bit. But when you get to court, it's traditional to chew the root, and that is the court case root. So you can chew it. If you buy one court case root, you'll probably be able to do all three things with one root. Don't buy the court case powder though, because if you go try to chew that powder, it will be very, very painful in your little mouth. <laughs> so mm. um, that is. Um, Um, what I have for you to do, I do think that um, you should pray for help, and that's what Psalms 35 is for. Now, if you know who the person is who has put the binding on you, and if you know that the letter C or D does represent somebody, or the male energy, these are the things that that have come out in this reading, you can do a binding spell on them, but I don't have time to get into that. You can always call and ask for some of that. On the day that you're going to court, um, before the day, on the day before something, call um, the Lucky Mojo shop. It's 707-887-1521, and ask for an emergency candle to be lit on the day of the court it's free it's a little four inch candle it'll be a brown candle and just give your name and what you want it for and that's completely free seven oh seven eight eight seven one five two one and they will take care of that okay all right anybody else have anything to pile on to this
2: i just want to say i love working with the tree in that way what a brilliant way of working
1: well, you know trees are some of the few entities in America that don't have security cameras around them anymore
4: <laughs> The only thing that I would add is that you know it's a good idea to um, always show up early to court um mm. it, it you know it shows that you're responsible and it shows that you you know you've got a good shoulder a head on your shoulders um and when you do that it as you're chewing uh, some of that uh court case root, maybe spit it along each one of the um crossroads that you cross on your way to court. Hopefully the uh, judge will drive through it.
1: Oh, very good, yes. And in the old days, people used to spit that court case route right out in the courtroom. People don't do that anymore. Much more
4: dangerous now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but you can maybe um, uh, touch your um, uh, mouth or tongue and get a little bit on your finger and just sort of draw a little X next to you on either side of you where you sit. Um, Oh, beautiful. If If you are confined and, um, for instance, jailed and cannot get these ingredients, you can hire a root worker to do candle work for you and do this work for you. They won't be able to get you the mojo bag or anything like that. But very often we work with people who are confined, and we can work long distance. So just saying... Um, that's a, a um, possibility, and one other thing I want to add before I finish if you are guilty of what you have been accused of in your if in your heart you know you did something you should not have done Add sumac berries to this mojo and to the bath and sumac is spelled s u m a c and sumac berries is called for mercy of the court and will get you a lighter sentence or get you um, what you know, what you didn't think you could achieve in terms of getting probation rather than a hard sentence. I don't, I don't know whether you're guilty or not. I'm only adding that for those who listen to the show who may say, oh, yeah, what if I'm guilty? All right, there's our um, bumper music. Next up, the network schedule announcement, and then we'll have our free spell from Reverend James.
2: all-time specific, add 3 hours for eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com.
3: And now it's time for our free spell segment from our special guest, Reverend James of folkconjure.com in North Carolina. Take it away, Reverend James.
4: Thank you, Reverend Art. Um, so uh, this free spell segment uh, we're going to be talking about how to cleanse your dowsing instruments and how to use seals as paper samples or witness samples um, while chatting with Ms Katnaga Nagashiva, and Reverend Art about the upcoming show we got onto the conversation of consecration cleansing and using seals from the sixth and seventh books of Moses as a type of witness sample to douse with I thought this was a very novel idea um, I we're going to be putting in a uh, URL to folkconjure.com um, and there's a blog post where you'll be able to see everything we're talking about. Um, and on that page, there are some crude images of the seals that you can use. For better images, I highly suggest that you check out the updated and restored version of Legends of Incense, Herbs, and Oil Magic by Louis Claremont, edited by Ms. Cat. On pages 91 and 92 are the four seals that we will be talking about today the first of which is the seal of treasure, special seal of treasure, alleged to cause hidden treasure to reveal itself that is buried within the earth. The seal of the seven planets, alleged to reveal hidden treasures within the earth or mines. The third table, spirits of water, alleged to reveal treasures of the deep and to bring fortunes by water. And the fourth table, spirits of the earth, alleged to give forth treasures from the earth. So feel free to print out those those seals um, on an appropriate size for you to carry around or um, to wrap around the handle of your dowsing instrument. If you don't want to use the seals or you're looking for something in particular, you can write down on a slip of paper a word or use an image of what you're trying to douse for as well. Once you've got your paper, uh, we're going to cleanse any subtle energy or vibrations that may skew your results. And to do this, um, if your dowsing tool is wood, you can set it in salt overnight or, uh, um, to allow the salt to um, absorb all of those other errant energies. And if the tool is metal, you can sense it with a patchouli incense. Um, the reason I use patchouli is if you read um, Legends of Incense, Urge and Magic, uh, there it, it talks about using patchouli oil to cleanse the errant energies on these seals as well. Um, so once your tool is cleansed and you're ready to douse, you'll get your witness sample paper and anoint the four corners with a diluted patchouli anointing oil. You can get that at Lucky Mojo to remove any errant subtle energies that are attached to the paper as well. You can then hold the paper in your non-dominant hand, if you're using a tool such as a pendulum, or if you're using a Y-rod or L-rod, you can wrap it around one of the sides of the tool for an L-rod or around one of the sides of the uh, branches for a Y-rod to help you attune it to whatever you're trying to douse for. And then you just proceed to douse. And that's it.
1: Wow, that's really, really cool. And I'm mm, I'm very, cool. very happy to see what combination this was. What do you think of this one, Conjure Man? This one should be right up your alley.
2: <laughs> oh no, I love the use of the seals. I love like that. When when you mentioned it, I was just like, yes, <laughs> this is
1: this is <laughs> my this is my vibe right here. Right, right. I love it. And um, you can you can use two seals too, if you wanted to. For instance, um, the fourth table of the spirits of the earth for treasures from the earth, and the seal of the seven planets for treasures within the earth or in mind, You could, if you have two L rods, you just wrap one around each handle, right? Um, exactly. Or and if you have a, a Y rod, you can put them around each of the forks of the Y. Uh, Heck, you can put one on the end of the Y too, if you want to. Um, This kind of work is so um, old, and it's such a a good way to work, uh, to combine these angelic and uh, mosaic seals with something that is very down-home is not unheard of. This is not a uh, heck, we just invented, you know, how to use the seals in hoodoo. The seals have been used in hoodoo uh, going back at least to the time of uh, the end of slavery and emancipation. And mm. you can find uh, written records of African Americans using the seals all the way back, at least to the 1860s, 1870s. So don't think that this is something totally new. But this application is interesting because um, when using a witness sample, for instance, if you're looking for water, you would um, put water on your hands, water on your face, and so forth, and get yourself drink your glass of water. But sometimes what you're looking for cannot be found that way. And so these seals are to guide you. Beautiful, beautiful work, James. And thank you for putting thank it online you. the way you did.
4: Absolutely, and, uh, and for those that are that are a little confused as to what we mean by rolling it onto those handles, I have created a simple animated gif on that um, page that we shared in the chat to show oh, wow. you exactly what I mean.
1: Oh, yeah, there you are. You're just rolling it up. Look at that. Aren't that nice? Oh, how pretty. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> now, nobody will ever be mistaken about how to do that. That's really, really great. Um yeah, this is this is beautiful educational work. Um, I hope everyone's looking at that thing where he rolls it up. That's so good.
4: <laughs> it's kind of satisfying to watch, isn't it? It's like an ASMR it is, it kind of thing. It repeats itself over and over
1: again. Well, one thing about you, James, and, and as people get to know you better, because you're a relatively new member of AIR and Who Do Psychics, as people get to know you better, they're going to realize what a technological genius you are. And, um, and, and making why w- out there. what did you just see it conjure, man?
2: Yeah. It was like making gyps out there. This is a whole nother level. Too. I
1: love it. <laughs> yeah. 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 He rocks, man. <laughs> he rocks. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So this is going to be, um, somebody in later years will say their grandmother taught them how to do that right (laughs) (laughs) conjure man knows what i'm talking about and uh nagashiva does the what is the society of appropriate grandmothers or whatever we we have a we have a little joke about that the the grandmother tradition um nagashiva came up with that all right um Oh, my God, it's and Shiva thing. It's ASMR, just watching it wind up and hopping up. And up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. James, you blow us all out of the water. We've never had a free spell that came with any kind of uh, thing like that. That's too good for words. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Uh, the Grandmother's Tradition Group, yes, that's what you uh, Well, here's our music, and now we're going to see um, how fast Reverend Art can run through the uh, announcements, And then we're going to come back and uh, say goodbye.
3: Take it away, Art. Thank you, Miss Cat and Conjure Man. And thank you, Reverend James of FolkConjure.com in North Carolina for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest will be Miranda of Miranda Tarot at Instagram in Minneapolis, bringing us the topic of Valentine's Day. Once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Kat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Man Conjureman at conjuremanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Reverend Art, joining you from FolkConjure.com in North Carolina. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Vlog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. And the shows are available via archive at luckymojo.com forward slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at this same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody, and good night.
1: Thank you, Reverend Art, and I'm looking forward to... Uh, hearing you as an announcer in two weeks next week I think our announcer is going to be Reverend James they're gonna they're gonna swap off folks they're going to alternate it'll be fantastic Um, well tickets for the Hoodoo Heritage Festival are on sale go to hoodooheritagefestival.com buy your tickets and um, you know you want them we have um, online streaming videos of workshops from past year we're working on um, a video very soon coming out it'll be all over social media another one of our videos explaining the wonders of the festival to come and some of the people who are going to be teaching we're getting all of that lined up Um, we have uh, an awful lot of stuff that we offer to people here on the radio shows we are organizing our radio shows at the lucky mojo forum drop on by and you'll see links to All the shows, it's amazing. And they're going to be organized by name. All right, everybody. Bye.
2: Goodbye, everyone.
1: Goodbye. See you next week.